what the fuck, Farida? Like, I left this episode, season six, episode one, haven't seen the show before, Line of Duty. You got Joe, you got Joanne, and I, I didn't know whether or not to trust her. You told me that the same people who made this show were the same people who made... Bloodlands. Bloodlands. And in Bloodlands, you get the twist at the end of the first or second episode where James Nesbitt is evil. So I'm watching this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is this character evil? Because the entire setup of the episode is that she is actually involved in the investigations, like, who, who died. And that she's trying to stop the investigation from actually figuring stuff out. It's succeeding in its job then, because this whole entire show is about police officers backstabbing one another. Yeah, I mean, like, half the show follows the AC. AC-12. Well, I don't care what AC unit it is, but it's the anti-corruption unit. And they're literally just following the normal police and checking to see if they screw anything up or if they're they're doing anything well, wrong or that's, corrupt. That's what the basis of the show is, because I saw the first episode of this series, much like you did with Search Party. Um, it actually, But you didn't watch all the episodes of it. I just saw the pilot, but it starts off with Steve Arnett, who is the main character of this show, going into the wrong apartment as they break in, thinking that there's a bomb threat, and shooting a person who was innocent. The whole entire time. So it focuses a lot on the characters. Yeah, Steve's still there. Steve is not the head guy of the AC-12, but he is the secondary in command. Is Anthony Gates still there? Anthony Gates? He's played by uh, Morgan on The Walking Dead. He he was in the first season. He seemed kind of like the basis of it. Yeah, he's definitely not. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) what about Jackie? Jackie? Uh, Man, you're just saying names. Uh, The names I have are like Kate. I have Joe. Is Joe a main character? Uh, yeah, Joe was, I think, introduced. Chris? Like, Joe is the main character yeah, of no. this episode? she was introduced this season. Oh, good, good. Really? This was her really? first episode fantastic. she was introduced. And the reason I say fantastic is because I wasn't sure whether or not the rest of the audience was having the same conundrum or the same, like, second-guessing that yeah, I was. Yeah, she takes over the show, I believe, from Steve Arnett. Like, like, usually it was his show for the first five seasons, and now she's kind of the main focus point of it, if I uh, believe All so. All right, so there's this Operation Lighthouse, which means that Gail Vela is dead, and she died in 2017, and they're heavy on, on the look for the murderer. They think they've got him. They set up this uh, British version of a SWAT team. I think it's called the AFO team. A lot of British terms here. But anyways, they're on their way to intercept the bad guy because they think they got a lead. He's under surveillance right now, so he can't leave the building. And then as they're driving to the place with like a long line of cars, right? Mm -hmm. Out of the corner of her eye, Joe witnesses what she thinks is a getaway vehicle. And she, for for a bank, right? Or or like, a I don't know, for some small robbery. Right, yeah. And so she like veers off and she's like, everybody, we have to stop this robbery. And somehow she's right. She pegs this random vehicle off the street. It has false plates. The rest of the officers just want to be like, yeah, let's just send a patrol unit to keep a case on the car. And it's like, well, that's she's not having it. So then all these people come running out of the building, one with a gun, and they end up being a bunch of kids who've tried to rob this place. But the full SWAT team is out there to stop them. (laughs) So it's like it's like the most coordinated anti-robbery situation that you could when you say kids how old are they are they in their teens they actually show their birth dates later on and it's weird because the kids actually looked younger than what they were saying they were they they were like in their mid-20s okay okay that doesn't really matter that much one of them gets shot but then that stalls up the whole SWAT attack on on the place that they were going for for the murder so so they were able to get away 
No, they weren't. Okay. See, that's another thing the show did well is it, it let it kept raising this tension, like, oh no, something terrible is going to happen because of uh, Joe's decision to veer the SWAT team yeah, away. One, one thing like, I... there's going to be an explosion once they get to the apartment building, or the, the guy's going to be dead, or he's going to be missing. Something's going to go wrong. Nothing goes wrong. They have an ambulance there ready for everything, and they go through it beat by beat, step by step, and so it's it's very well kind of. Uh, documented mm -hmm. and and it's kind of cool to watch but joe ends up being right they catch the guy who they think is is connected to this murder he ends up having a mental disability he looks like he, he may have uh down syndrome right he, he does he, he was in the first season and the fifth season he was in the first season yeah he he's someone who has recurred in all the right role. well he goes by well they think he's ross turner but he ends up being terry something or other so then what happens is, because this is all the police unit, right? That Joe's not the lead of, but she's one of the leads. She's right. like a detective investigator. And uh, her chief command superintendent or whatever, he's he's giving her orders on like, hey, I want to find out if this is the guy or not. Do we have him? Can we tell the public that they're safe? Right. And then the AC gets involved because Farida, this random cop who is also part of the squad that Joe has run, she keeps on giving Joe weird looks like, I don't trust that you're not involved in this in some way because she was like, that was really weird that you would have just pegged that car. And to me, I was like, well, that's a, that's a little harsh. Like, obviously, if she's do if she's just really good at her job, maybe she pegged the car. Still, to be able to tell that it was a getaway car out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to believe is that she may have been like she might be covering something up, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and that she was actually trying to give the guy more getaway time, right? So Farida makes this complaint to the AC directly to Steve and Steve starts prying into it. He's, he's getting all deep and dirty into the, then she, he wants to raise an investigation. And part of that investigation on the investigation is to get cops to rat out other cops. Right. So he goes to Kate, who Kate is the deputy of Joe. So she's like second in command. Yeah. And she's also aware that like, it's a little weird that Terry the Down syndrome guy is being accused of murder. It's Terry Boyle, but yeah. Yeah, Terry Boyle. And so she, as an ex-AC officer, has a really great line later on in the show. I'm going to read it. Either I'm accused of being a traitor or I become one to avoid being accused because she's being threatened by Steve whether or not they're going to like push this uh, public investigation against her boss. Would you say it's almost like Prison Break where Bellic... No. Yeah, well, no, I, I didn't mean like the actual show, but where Bellic kind of uh, pries the old guy for information and then because he doesn't give it to them, he kills this cat in the first no, season. No, no one is straight up evil except for Farida. Because then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give away the twist because it's really upsetting. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, upsetting it's, in a good way? Upsetting in a twisty way, we find out that Farida, because she keeps on calling and crying to the AC guy, being like, I'm pretty sure that this lady is is uh, is is covering shit up. Like, Joe is an evil person. By the way, this show has a podcast, if people are interested, like a direct uh, podcast that they do afterwards that's like, obsessed with Line of Duty? <laughs> Go check this out. Yeah, so people are ending up dead, um, witnesses and such, and so things are very suspicious that someone's involved, and so we're supposed to believe Farida... And then we find out Farida is actually seeing Joe and that she's just a freaking jealous ex. <laughs> Joe, Joe has broken up with her. She's actually just great at her job. 
she she freaking has a thousand locks to her door. I don't know what that's about, but 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 she's broken up with Farida, and Farida is just an insane lady who like rips up clothes and also sets up her ex to look like some sort of horrible. Puts her under investigation with EC. I'm so upset with Farida. <laughs> Makes no sense. All right, but you you would say that the twist was done well then. Yeah, because she came home and I was like, is that really Farida? Like, or is that someone who just looks like her? <laughs> well, the, uh, one thing that I saw when I was watching the first episode was that it was very intense. And like you said, it kind of raises the stakes. But uh, one thing that Steve Barnett, who was played by Martin Compson, said in an interview was that the show likes to go in three. So season one, two, and three were kind of not their own individual story, but like three was supposed to be the big climax. And season four, five, and now six is supposed to kind of be the ending to the second season series almost so you would say that it starts off with like kind of like a bombastic first episode right well i didn't understand whether or not this investigation operation lighthouse had been one that we had been trial following for years but you said that 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 joe this was her first episode yeah they they cracked into it real hard right at the beginning like i couldn't keep track of what was going on i was like oh maybe they didn't give me a previously or anything (laughs) so i'm just led to believe that they are going in hard on this terry guy to try to figure out whether or not he's the murderer like the swat team was developed within three minutes and just pushed out there and then after they bust into his flat all this suspicious stuff starts turning up like the chemical amount of tracing that they were about able to do throughout the interview scene where they start mentioning everything that was in there is crazy first they find that everything's been cleaned mm-hmm. but then at the same time he's left a bunch of pictures out of the murder victim okay. with his semen on it and at the oh, same geez. time there's heroin traces around there and then there's also like he didn't do a great so job of cleaning so he's someone who's just crazy basically. no no no. this terry guy isn't capable of doing virtually but, but, anything but whoever is like doing this is trying well to he's trying to up. set terry up right that's what and I'm so for the entire time we're watching it we're like is joe really going to pin the murder on this guy because if she does then that means that she's evil mm-hmm. because she obviously should know that he's not and at the end of the episode we get the scene where she after we've already been revealed it's been revealed that fruit is crazy and that she's just annoying um that that joe was never going to uh that she'd let the guy go and her boss got so mad at her like he just so wheeled was, off on her. There's some differences with like American police and uh, and what you see in this show. Right. You don't see people in NCIS and uh, what is it, um, Law and Order and stuff, just wheeling off at the second in command in front of the rest of the crowd. Oh, like, it was it, in front of like the whole. Well, it was within station. a glass room that everybody could stare and hear. Through. Oh, they didn't close the blinds or anything like that. <laughs> I don't think they had blinds in the room. It was the investigation room. But they made it very clear that they were not happy with what was going on. And maybe it was just because it was in a smaller community. But, yeah. Does this show, um, I know you guys have... Also, the main character you were just talking about, Steve, mm-hmm. he's on drugs. Like, he's he's on painkillers. Oh, I'm not something. sure if that's a new development or not. But, yeah, probably something has to get over. It reminds me a lot of 24. But does this remind you he's of... He's not on heroin. <laughs> does this remind you of any other British TV show? I want, I want you to, to see if you can guess what Jed Mercurio, who created this show, also worked on. Which also had incredibly high viewership. Um, another six episode show that dealt with a lot of stuff in one episode. I, I don't want to sell this sh- show too high. Like it entertained me, especially with the ending thing where I wanted to know what happened next. Like I want to see free to get justice. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that is such a low thing to do to your boss slash ex lover. And another thing I want to say, <laughs> plus she was crazy jealous of Kate who's straight and it made no sense, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Well, I, well, Anthony Gates who, again, is played by Morgan from The Walking Dead. In the first episode, one thing the show does is they make him an antagonist, but he's the person you're following for the most part. Yeah, so yeah the it seems show like that type of show. is not afraid to take risks, 
But Joe McCurry, Jim McCurry, oh, sorry, also worked on Bodyguard back in 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, it aggregated millions of people. And this show uh, aggregated? You mean it just had a lot of yeah, people who after, watched it? Yeah, after the uh, first night of its premiere. I wasn't sure if you were mispronouncing aggravated, and I was like, <laughs> well, who was pissed off about this? Well, yeah, no, but uh, in the premiere for this episode reached over 12 million viewers. It's so convoluted, but not in a bad way. Like, Bodyguard, he was strapped with a bomb, and it was made to seem like he was a terrorist. In In this, you say they track the villain sometimes. In the Nesbitt one, they did that. In this one, this was like a a bait-and-switch, where you were supposed to think you were tracking the villain, when really it was just a really good cop. I feel bad for Joe. But but at the very end, again, I, I think there's something going on with her apartment. She had eight different locks on her door so that she, she went so you think she's hiding like something. she could like it was the remember dexter's brother how right, he yeah. had like yeah he's, he's even in crazier than season. That. yeah oh, okay yeah no it's been called britain's answer to the wire in terms of like comparing it to the u.s shows one thing i did like is like is this ac thing real that the cops are in check constantly because because I don't think that's the way it is here in, in America. Well, I didn't check closely on the facts, but I think that Bodyguard did kind of, like, was written or had people that were checking it uh, in terms of the facts. So I think that here it's the same thing, where they're wanting to keep it as close to reality in Brent as they can be. Um, it usually takes two years for a new season to be released. So this one, it's it's been started ever since 2012. So this is the first season that you're seeing ever since I believe 2019. So you're saying that it was shot probably before COVID. Well, it was shot during COVID. In oh. fact, uh, the main character when he was doing his interview was talking about how there's a scene where he turns the corner, and when he turns the corner, um, you see it from the back, and then they do it. You see him from the front again. But that those two shots were shot seven months apart. And it was supposed to be like the same. And he even talked about how he kind of was like losing his figure a little bit. So he had to get back into it when he learned that they were going to be filming again. Uh, It originally premiered on Acorn TV, but then it went to BBC Two. Acorn's been around for that long? Yeah. And then it went to BBC Two when it got a lot of acclaim. And then it got to BBC One because it's just so huge as at this point. Even having an 8.7 on IMDb being in the top 250 and has 100% for every season except for season five, which has a 90. It's been cited as one of the best British crime dramas ever made. Um, but the episode itself was the lowest reviewed uh, episode of the whole entire show. I can show. see it because, again, it's another copper show. It's just better than the norm. This didn't This didn't take me. It, it frustrated me more than it amazed me. No, okay, but like uh, again, you you seem like you like the show though, right? Like yeah, overall, I think it was better, way better than the James Nesbitt show. Um, I think it was probably worse than Bodyguard because oh, I think okay. Bodyguard had a stronger main character, and I'm not just saying that because it's Rob from Game of Thrones, <laughs> but uh, and probably a stronger storyline. But I was expecting straight up just normal cop stuff and i didn't i got better than that so i was happy well the show serves as kind of a message against public institutions so did you see that on this episode well again i like the checks and balances system that and it seemed as if people start in the ac unit and then they graduate into becoming cops and then it was very interesting to see that political like well if you become a cop then you have to sort of not be friends with the ac people anymore because Mm -hmm. then you look like you're a traitor no that's very true um, and I was, I was wondering if it was like a good representation of police force, because what I saw in the first episode was, uh, Anthony Gates does some seriously bad stuff in the first episode, but I, I was expecting dark humor and I didn't see a lot of it here. Did you see a lot of it in the first episode? Uh, humor, humor, humor. Um, no, no, not 
any real humor. I did find, like, I learned something. There was something funny at the end. So they kept on referring to uh, informants um, as chiz. Like, give up your chiz. Give up your give up your guy. Where because information from, yeah. Yeah, because at one point they had no leads and they wanted to know if they Terry was the bad guy. But the informant that they had gotten, it was, the person was protecting them, the other police officer, and he wasn't going to give that person up. And then they turned up dead. Yeah. So it was very suspicious. But then at the end of the episode where you get the person talking, like you do on Channel 4 sometimes for yeah. BBC, where they're like, tune in next week right. for Sunday. And they were like, and for those wondering, CHIS actually stands for Covert Human Intelligence Source. Oh, they just they just told you straight out. So they must have been watching the episode, or they were given a cue to tell that at the end, which was funny. Well, the show uses a lot of, uh, like, internet to advertise its show, not even that much on TV, but, mm-hmm. like, the, the cast makes TikToks. <laughs> in order to for people are, to watch the show they do the dances and stuff like that they're all like at least 30 yeah i know that's what that's what was so surprising because they showed it in the interview and i was like that is just uh that's so desperate guys <laughs> guys you, you just stand by your content <laughs> well at this point yeah the, the, like everyone i saw said that even though they shot this during covid they wanted to make it as realistic as possible covid's not going to be in this world though i'll say the intensity was there the characters were flawed uh, I learned so many different terms on the fly. And the cool thing is usually when you see a SWAT uh, scene, it goes like flash, 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 and that's it. And, and basically then they have the person in custody. This, it, it held out that drama. It, it played it out and it showed every decision Joe made. And and that's why I had a hard time believing that she was an evil person. Because when the guy got shot at the robbery, she was sad. Um, but But like also a little shaken and then later on you could tell that she was like i don't want to lose this guy i don't want to lose this guy as far as getting the guy terry from from the building okay well yep yeah and then it was also interesting to see the interview scenes because that reminded me of something like the fall and also that uh was that um show the one that david Tennant was in but also broadchurch no shoot it came out on netflix a few years ago and they made like a bunch of different versions one for the uk one for Oh, you're talking about the one that he was only in one episode for, right? Yes, yeah, and they just did a full interview. Interesting thing about Brits doing interviews is that they do it with a tape recorder, Mm -hmm. and so instead of, like, a video camera... It feels like, yeah, tape recorders, at least in the U.S., They kept on referring it to as the DIR, because, like, um, Terry wouldn't answer questions sometimes. He would just... And so they'd be like... For the DIR, he's not answering. For the DIR, and it was very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And so you could see with Law and Order or something like that, if they did something like that, it would be overly. Uh, they would do it every episode, and it would. Well, I it, will say that the music behind everything was very cliche. That's just what I was about to ask. Yeah, because even in the first scene of the actual in the, of the pilot, when they mess up, the music just kind of takes over, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a lot more dramatic than I think that they made it. Do it, does it always follow Hillside Lane? Because Hillside Lane is the police precinct that um, Joe works for. I believe it always follows AC-12, and yeah, so I... I, I well, think. they're two different things. AC-12 is the anti-corruption place. Okay, then I think And it, the police I, unit that they're investigating is Hillside yeah, Lane. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it follows Hillside Lane. Steve Arnett, where he works, I believe, is where it follows, at least yeah, for the first five seasons. Well, Steve, again, is the AC guy, but then they also have to be investigating a certain place. Also, his boss, uh, Ted... Yeah. Ted Ted Hastings, I think. Yeah, he was in trouble for something, but he didn't lose his job. Like, there was a disciplinary uh, committee 
and he was left out of a meeting and and they, they were like you're lucky to have a job so in, in, in a term, previous season he must have done something wrong yeah i believe that like that was probably last season the yeah. show for the most part has uh like mid eights to low nines after like season two and then before that it kind of is just a little mixed but overall it's again it's been called one of the best british uh, dramas of all time so so like as far as my predictions for what's going to happen i know Joe's probably not or Joe's not involved with the um, murder here. Neither is Kate, neither is Steve, neither is Farida. Um, but possibly her boss. So like because he is so intent on getting this fixed up and and someone being accused and, and sent back to jail or something that that it seems like her boss, her super is involved maybe in some way. Also, I think we're going to learn more about Joe's backstory as the as the year goes on right, yeah, because I, I would because so. why would she be so i think someone like murdered her mom or something because she had a picture of her mom that's my guess mm-hmm. uh what else is there I, well i, I want to go off of your for, first point if you think that someone is like villainous in this show the chances are is they probably are no detail goes unpublished in fact in season six there was a slight qr code to the side of the screen fans took it and whenever they did they scanned it and it took them to a page for the ac12's police headquarters like mm-hmm. a fake website yeah. so the show is very very keen on trying to get people um enthralled in it there's also a character named chloe that uh was like the secretary at the ac and she may be like a bigger part later on in the series but she played kind of small here so it felt like they were setting her up for something bigger later on because ted even was like how do you think she's doing and so i think she's going to come into play later and uh as far as steve's character i think he's out of the ac like he's he in the middle of the episode was asking to leave uh someone else like, like what do you mean like he went to coffee and he was like i think i'm ready to leave and i think it was a character we're supposed to know from a previous season and she was like cool you can come work for us or blah 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 okay so he's kind of looking for a way out is basically that was mean. before frida and i think he, he's being so i think this will probably be the first one where steve is just completely misled mm-hmm. yeah well and that might be the reason why he's not really the main character because they're they're, the, they're like measuring the line of sight as joe like questioning how she possibly could have understood something like that mm-hmm. and what they're really doing is they're like looking at a really good cop and <laughs> and being like that they're too good <laughs> so like that should be a compliment if it's not actually at risk of turning her um or like accidentally convicting someone of something they didn't do you're kind of, you're, you're going a lot you're saying stuff that happens a lot in the first episode and pilot also but yeah. are you going to watch the uh rest of the season at least no no <laughs> but not because i'm not interested in it um i might skim through the rest of the mm-hmm. season um, but we have so much that we're watching right now that I can't prioritize it like that. It's yeah. not the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It has a 7.8 this episode. So that's I mean, it just done. came out though. Yeah. And it's also and it's hard to find. View. Yeah. Hard to find. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find. <laughs> okay. Um, but with that, I think, uh, that, that's all the episode stuff. Do you have anything else in no, the background that you want to talk about? That's kind of it. All right, cool. Then we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.